Weird Things is brought to you by patreon.com slash weird things. Support the show. Hello and welcome to the Weird Things podcast. I'm Andrew Main, joined by Mr. Bryce Matt Drummer Castillo, our conductor. I can't tell what you're doing, Bryce. Hello, everybody. I'm doing like Mr. Justin Robert Young. What up, friends? Gentlemen, we're here to talk about the continuing saga of LK99. Oh, okay. So we didn't we didn't cover this last week because um, I it broke, and the only thing I could understand about it was that we weren't exactly sure how uh, the validity of all of this. Can can you take us from 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 square one, Andrew? Okay, so apologize to everybody. I I will get details wrong. I'm just going to call this out now. I I may disparage the name of people. I apologize now. I may may attribute things incorrectly. This is your fair warning. Um. It's a very interesting story because what happened was a group of researchers in South Korea had a paper that apparently got published before everybody signed off on publishing it, and there was versions with different names on it. And in it, the claim was made that they have achieved achieved a room temperature superconductor. Okay, and for I know everybody's heard this, but I'll do the quick explainer anyways. The value of a, of a superconductor that's room temperature can go room temperature is that. Whenever you put power through a line, through anything, right, it generates heat because it's not completely – It's some of that, that electricity gets converted into heat, and that creates inefficiency. And the more heat you get, actually, the more of your electrons get knocked off, et cetera, and that actually can give you lower you know, amounts of energy at the end point. So imagine like in our power grid. You have a power plant, and you have your house. Your house is many, many, many miles away from that power plant. By the time the power gets to your house from the power plant, there's been a big reduction. A lot of that power has been turned into heat, EMF, et cetera. And so that's one reason why you want to have a good room temperature semiconductors. If you could replace all your power lines with it, it would make your grid much, much more efficient. It doesn't just end there. You can do things like, in theory, create batteries. There are sensors that use superconducting materials that are kept super chill that have been running for like a decade with one electrical current that's continuously gone through it. They'll use this for like precise measurements, like gravimetric measurements, et cetera. So there are actually instruments right now that have had the same power running through that coil for like 10 years. Jesus. So what you can do there is, yeah, you get incredible efficiencies. If you want to make an electric motor, you can convert far more of your energy into the magnetic field you need for your motor and less into heat. If you ever touch a motor and you feel that heat, that is a big part of that electricity being converted into heat, which is what you don't want. You wanted that to be converted directly into energy. Mm. It can be applied to things like microprocessors. You can make a microprocessor way, way, way more efficient because if you look at a microprocessor, it is a you know labyrinth of you know wires. It could be you know in, in one microprocessor, you know you could have like I'm, I'm exaggerating here, but not quite. But like you could have meters or whatever if you think of like how much how much fat how far electricity has to travel in like a second and you measure the distance across a microprocessor it could be hundreds of thousands of miles like millions of miles right? right but if you can reduce that you get microprocessors that don't generate as much heat again the problem with heat is when you create heat is it creates its own creates more resistance and it's and it basically lowers your voltage etc you lose that power to heat 
like yeah. in, in so many words. It's like why wireless charging gets your phone really hot because it's inefficient and so you lose some of that heat between mm-hmm. materials. Exactly. And you know, like uh you could charge a phone or a car. Any you could like you could you could charge a car in a minute. It's the problem is the heat, because that's what if you ever listen to like a Tesla when it charges, you hear this you hear these blowers because what it's doing is blowing cool air through the battery to keep it cool because as you pump that energy in there. So heat is one of the biggest problems that's caused by resistance. A superconductor with effectively zero resistance is has a lot of potential. And people talk about here like, ah, floating trains. Well, okay, that'd be cool. But that's not the real reason. I mean, maybe, yeah. I mean, a cool reason. But you're talking about the only, the only industries that will apply to will just be the ones that use electricity. Let's make that clear. Yeah, exactly. You know, so a very niche, niche field. And yeah, only things that use electricity would be affected by this. And so now so, yeah, we, we, yeah, we, we have this breakthrough or a, a paper that is printed from South Korea, uh, which means it's real. Well, but the, so it, it come out, you know, the story comes out and all of a sudden, you know, you get the, the hot takes from everybody, including me, like, what do you think? Was this real? Is this not real? What's going on? And, you know, it's, it's, I was in high school when Pons and Fleischman posted, taught, said that they had achieved room, they achieved cold fusion, rather cold fusion, right? Yeah. And they said they'd use, and these were chemists. And the problem right there was when you had the cold fusion thing, alarm bells went off everywhere because the math didn't check out in their paper. There was, you should have had a lot more neutrons coming out of it. And, and the, the hot take was, it's probably instrument error because these guys are chemists, not physicists. And it sounds like that's a mistake there. Something was being observed, but it was probably, you know, just, and there'd been for a while, like what was being observed? And here we are 30 years later. And there were a lot of enthusiasts for cold fusion who kept insisting, oh, it's going to happen. I'm like, I think 30 years is a good amount of time to figure it out if there was something there or not. Yeah. Kind of don't think there was anything there. Here, the difference is, this wasn't a prominent lab, but this was apparently a lab that's doing superconductivity research. There are labs around the world doing this, mixing different materials together, trying to find it out using what other people have tried before and based upon it. It wasn't like a you know uh, an outlier group came up with this. This was people that would be working in the kind of place trying to solve it. So news breaks the backstory of why the paper got published who was behind it whatever caused a bit of like even more question marks and then began the race to replicate and we've had a bunch of smaller labs have been able to try to replicate this and we've seen some mixed things so far we've seen what appears to be by some people claiming the uh the diamagnetic effect where they show this material like flipping upright and I'm not an expert on magnets. I do not know enough. I've played with magnets. I've played in neodymium magnets, whatever. I have seen effects like that with some materials, like where I bring a magnet in close proximity and something gets caught in a field. This could be that, where basically part of the upper bounds of the material maybe have you know some magnetic properties. I don't know. I don't want to speak to that because I really don't know what we're observing. There. Well, look, We've seen I, examples I, of this material. As you guys know. I'm a huge fan of Chinese social media. Yeah. While perusing Chinese social media, as I am wont to do, I saw a lab replicating this feat. What now, atheists? (laughs) Checkmate. (laughs) (laughs) I think, and that's, that's the thing, is we've seen now several labs, some smaller labs have come out and have been able to do the same thing with the magnet. 
underneath the material and get the material to go like flip upright. Mm -hmm. What does that mean? I don't know. I, I, my personal experience is like, I've seen flux fields. I've seen stuff like this. So I'm not like, it's not like there's an effect that we're used to with what happens in one of the things that can happen when you create a superconducting material is you know, it's called the, uh, like the, the Meissner effect, which is basically you can put it over another magnet and it will create kind of a get like a kind of a, a magnetic locking where it will actually like float over that material not touch one in, but actually hover over that, which you may have seen examples of that. Mm-hmm. What we're seeing here is they put the material onto a magnet and a part of it flips up or whatever. What does that mean? I don't know, because it's not the same as what I've seen before. And what it's really hard to see, we're getting people like very quickly kind of showing us examples of what they're doing in labs. And part of the problem is this material seems to be very hard to replicate. Mm-hmm. Now, what's happened too, though, is that there have been other labs that said, well, let's look at the theoretical underpinnings. Apparently, a prominent U.S. lab went in and said, hey, the, on, a, on a, an analytical point of view, when we run this through our computer simulation, this could be a candidate for a superconductor. They're like, this is not some wackadoodle thing. Like, this could be an area. Of, some people said, like, we don't know if they found it, but this would be an area to explore because it yeah. seems like there is promise or potential there. Mm-hmm which there are betting markets, there's all sorts of stuff, people trying to weigh in on this. The problem is, is that the amount of expertise that really can sort of quantify what's going on here is very limited. And also you will get people trying to measure stuff on very tiny samples. Mm-hmm. And the error rate is so high that it, it will be, you know, be hard. It's, it's funny because like on some of the news sites, I go to like our hacker news and stuff, they're like, oh, you know, these small labs are jumping to it, but the big labs are just too slow and bureaucratic, and they're not out there trying to do it. It's like, well. Or maybe they have checks to catch. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like, maybe maybe they're trying to do this methodically. Like, I guarantee you, everybody who is involved in superconducting is looking at this, and I'm sure way more many people are trying to do this procedure. So uh, we, we don't have, um, you know, for me, like, I mean, you want us to have multiple, like, if you look at the betting markets, they want to have like two labs need to kind of like both say that they've been able to successfully replicate this, you know, for me would be, I mean, if I saw some dude, just some, some like particle just like float up, you know, completely float, that'd be cool. The problem, these samples is it it may be capable of that, but these samples may be just so imperfect. Yeah. There's some theories have come out that it might be, you know, a directional superconductor and basically it it flows along one plane, whatever. Mm. There are a lot of these little things where Baking this material, whatever, it seems to be very hard to do. We just don't know yet. Well, and let's make this point. Win, lose, or draw, this is science, right? <laughs> like, like this yes. is this is what this is the process. And and you should come into it with the idea being that you are skeptical until you see not only proof, but replicable proof that that can happen uh, uh, repeatedly and consistently. And, and and I think it's very, very exciting. I'm glad that we've uh, uh, have a story like this out there. I, I hope that we have uh, uh, a good and healthy scientific uh, 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 chronicling of this. Uh, uh, let me just say that in general, our science journalism has been poor. It's been weak. We, it's yeah. not great, not friends. Great. Not great. But uh, I think th- this one, uh, the, the conversation around it, I'm actually heartened by because I think it is fairly healthy. Uh, the uh, And I, I, I'm also uh, uh, out of my depths on this, but one of the things that seemed strange to me uh, was a takeaway that uh, 
even though folks are having some difficulty recreating and replicating this process, that the actual formula or the, the, the recipe to make this is supposedly uh, simple. It's, it's, there's not as much bespoke elements that you might need. Um, that, that's a very broad understanding that I got. But would, would the simplicity of something like this uh, lend itself towards the idea that it is more likely to be true or more likely to be uh, a, a, an incorrect procedure or something wrong. Like is, is, is simplicity a good sign or a bad sign here? I don't know. I, I don't, I don't, you know, part of it is that, yeah, the, the ingredients seem to be pretty simple. The method in which they're made, how the substrates are created, everything else seems to be like, it may be more complicated. Um, and you know, it is a, the, it, you know, it, I mean, it, it kind of comes down to there are three, there are three things, you know, one, it's just nothing, everything they're observing is just, just poor analysis, whatever the diamagnetic diamagnetic effect we're seeing is just because it's actually just a flux effect where basically part of it is just responding to the magnetic field and flipping up, whatever it might be that, um, you know, in magic, there's ways we make paper clips appear to stand on end and pins and stand on end. It's where we put, you know, by the weight of something and how something gets repulsed by mag field. And it could be that like one end of it is basically affected by magnetic fields and the other end isn't because it's just because an impurity effect. It could just be like there's there's a world where, yeah, that, that material is not uniform. It's at that end. It's more concentrated with the meta metallic particles. We're seeing a flux thing. I don't know. I really again, and I do not want to step outside my lane here. I don't really have a lane. So that being said, so theory one is it's just instrumental error, procedural error, whatever people are looking at a material and watching an effect that's just perfectly explainable. Uh, explanation number two is it has some weird properties we had not seen before. It's displaying some sort of material, some, some aspects of superconductivity that we have not known before. And it sort of falls outside of what we understand about it. Uh, three could be the real thing, you know, Chances are it's number one. Chances are it's number one. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, but, but it's it's good to be hopeful. Hey, this is the this is the part where we dream. This is the dreaming part. <laughs> you know, that's all we can kind of do is is wait and well, yeah, hope I, that I, I, I would actually say the dreaming part is what we want. That happens consistently. We always want this. We can we think about dreaming. we can think about the population. Oh, <laughs> we, should, we should put that on a t-shirt. Uh uh what the point we're at now is replication like be great if it was but this is the fun part about science when it's done well is that we are thinking more about what we can do and less about why we want it and and that's where i think uh, uh things not only in our conversation but also in our institutions have sometimes gotten their wires crossed yeah yeah i think I my my guess is next week we're gonna have a pretty good idea. I think we're gonna have a, a very good idea about this because it's hard because you look at this like now we're looking at a video showing this a magnet moving something from underneath it and the material sort of moving along and it, it's you know some people said like well graphite can do that like yeah I don't know like I'm I haven't seen anything that makes me go well that's clearly that's it superconductor and right end of the day the real the real test is you know some wires to it but there's been some interesting stuff we had one you know one research organization said yes this looks like it'd be a positive this 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 could be a candidate somebody else said you know if you put copper in at a certain level that might actually make it work it's there is 
there is no physical reason why you can't have a new room temperature superconductor, right? There is no reason why you can't. We've, we've observed, we've been able to raise, we went from having these things being theoretical to putting things, cooling things down to liquid helium, then down where like the liquid nitrogen level to be able to make them superconductors. And so that's why there's so much effort to find this. And it could be there's enough energy in, in this that maybe this won't pan out, but maybe within a year or two, maybe we do get it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it you only kind of need one uh, kind of crossover event like this to inspire other scientists, other researchers, yeah. to inspire the, 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 the people, right? If people are talking about superconductors, then suddenly the attention on that, that corner of the industry looks more appealing. Maybe there becomes more money, more grants. Like, that, like, like, like mm-hmm. yeah, like many things, it's a numbers game. And, it, yeah. and if, if, it, if it can be done and it is a matter of just coming up with clever ways to combine materials to get to it based upon some theories, then it's a matter of the more people doing those experiences, the sooner it happens. Um, and I think that, I think that we may actually see, it wouldn't surprise me if all of a sudden, you know, very soon we see like an entire new startup that's created for just specifically trying to like do like Manhattan project level, super accelerate, trying to find something like this, because a lot of this research is being done, you know, by small labs around the world in different places doing, you know, working at the pace they do. But it's funny because everybody's like, well, if we had this thing, then, and the government, you know, we fund, the U.S. government's fund, you know, this sort of research, but that's not necessarily, we've, we've been funding rocketry for years, but we use <laughs> SpaceX, so. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. It's exciting. Well, we'll see. And it, it's exciting, too, because it's like, uh, and I will defend some of the tech journalism on this, which I'm hesitant to do, but this is not enough to go on. And it is a very top difficult topic to wrap our head around and expert A and expert B may come from different points of view and stuff. And so, mm. you know, and part of the problem too is tech, you know, science journalists have a problem is that like, you know, they get they, their go-to person who likes to be the go-to person will pontificate. And, and I've seen this a lot like, Oh, we went to so-and-so I asked them like, why did you ask that person? This is not their field. Yeah. They just want a microphone. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. So. It's, it's exciting. It, it feels like, I don't know, from a layman's perspective, we could be on like a breakthrough, right? If you get superconductors, mm-hmm. it could suddenly mean your phone is like 10 times faster. It could mean your computer doesn't have to deal with power efficiencies or is, is suddenly, I got I, 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 it's, 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 I can't even imagine because it seems like it's a, it could be a very fundamental breakthrough. Yes, that is true. Yeah. And I, I, we'll I, follow it, this it, it process. Warrants- I think it warrants all the attention. Trust the And process. it's funny because because we had like a couple weeks ago, you know, we had this testimony for Congress about UFOs and stuff. And pretty much anybody with any common sense is just like, yeah, that's bullshit. There's biologics. Yeah, like, I'm, I'm, There's biologics. Uh, uh, biologics. Andrew, we've, we've captured biologics. Hmm? I am proud of the interwebs and whatnot for people treating those with the appropriate kind of and then a week later this story comes up and we want to talk about this of course people are like oh but you see this is this is it's alien tech yeah this is how they leak it to us if they you know sure this like okay it's cool it's it's funny that that there's become a trend a trend i don't know it there's a we are talking about these ufo things but 
the more that I see people talk about it, especially like in comment sections or, um, I guess in in comment sections yeah. a lot. It's, where where uh, the seedy underbelly <laughs> comment section that Bryce finds himself yeah. in. Uh but but even there everyone is like, "Oh, the UF they're trying the UFOs, they're trying they're using that to distract us. What are they distracting us from? Oh, were they using the UFOs to distract us from this?" Like it's become a thing where the the skepticism over over UAPs, UFOs is so bold and so um, not postmodern or post-ironic, but we're just on this next level of already being skeptical of UFOs, not because aliens are a statistical unlikelihood, but because we it's based on trust. It's all about like a government black flag. Um, you know, it's 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 weird that that's where uh, our our take on aliens has become over the years. It's just it, – it, yeah. we, we know this is a flare. This is just a distraction. Well, I, I mean – They're distracting you, Justin. I, I, the, what, what's, what's amazing about that argument is how many different diametrically opposed political groups uh, uh, agree with it and then don't agree with what they're being distracted from. Like <laughs> there's, there's – uh, it, it, is, it is truly, truly remarkable – uh, uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm glad that the UAP, uh, breakthrough, which ef- effectively boils down to a guy told me that other guys saw a thing, you know, <laughs> like, I mean, if we're, if we're really just breaking this down, like even just, this is like day one of journalism school of like credibility of sources. You want firsthand sources or the evidence yourself. That's what you want. So if the guy is saying, I know a guy who has seen a thing, yeah. that's not, if you brought that to an editor, I don't, I don't know, maybe these days, but back in my day, if you brought that mm-hmm. to an editor, they'd be like, stop it. Yeah, I can think of one pretty big story, Justin, where that was the level of credibility there. Uh, <laughs> anyway, here's a level of credibility that you need in your life to be a patron of this program. Yeah. Patreon.com slash weird things. Uh, you can be the guy who tells a friend that you saw a thing, and that thing was your patronage of this show, for which you get our <laughs> After Things podcast early, you get our subscriber-only Discord channel, mm-hmm. and you get our RSS feed with no login. Baby, you just put it into the podcatcher of your choice, and it's humming like a superconductor. Sometimes it breaks, but you just have to re-enter it. It's fine. You never have to log in ever again. That's the promise we give to you. Patreon.com slash weird things. Also, just right, very quick, uh, just a very quick Patreon thing. Just heads up. If you believe that you're a patron of the Weird Things podcast, check out Patreon.com slash weird things and make sure you're still one. The Patreon had some hiccups oh. the other day. Oh, God. And, uh, oh, no, yeah. They sent it around to everybody, and they're like, Hey, a dispute with one of our payment processors. Apparently, another boring financial reason was some kind of dispute with uh, a payment processor. So uh, go double check to, for, for all your Patreons, for all your Patre- Patreon needs. Yeah. Uh, go check and make sure that everything is uh, kosher. Here we go. Gentlemen, I have a puzzle for you to solve. Oh, oh. I love puzzles. I want you to imagine there is... A work vehicle, like uh, uh, for hauling materials and stuff like this, like a like a sprinter van or a pickup truck. Yeah, whatever, something like that. Okay, and it's powered by electric. Mm-hmm. And it has a battery, mm-hmm. and it's been running for like ten years, and they've never had to charge the battery. What? What? 
And this is only, this is not a hybrid? Like, there's not, like, a secretly a gas tank in the back of it? Not secretly a gas tank. Uh, okay. Is the battery full of souls? <laughs> is it a soul battery? Is it made of souls? Have they gotten the souls, wayward souls, who have business left unfinished, but now they're in the back of this Hugo? That's my favorite Elden Ring weapon. <laughs> <laughs> the soul battery. Soul battery. It, so then... Is this a self-propelled vehicle? Like a... A self-charger? A perpetual motion machine, if you will. (laughs) Shut up. (laughs) Really good. Um, like a like a bike, right? Because they're they're they've got bikes that have like power assistance, and the the you know, are people pedaling it. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, uh, yeah, f- no. yeah, Flintstonesy. Yeah, wait, no, you no. could do that if you had like if it's even no, if it's like a two. Can't. No, no, no. <laughs> swan swan boat technology. Just put swan boat technology in the cars. That could turn a turbine and create a little bit of power no go ahead if you follow this one if you've got momentum going you mm-hmm. still you run things like a, an alternator yeah. to recharge the battery maybe yep. it was a gravity braking trade um something like that am i describing a uh, physical impossibility yes you are describing <laughs> you a physical impossibility things, yeah. you just started naming a bunch of things yeah so. i'm just trying to figure out a vehicle that has battery power no because even even those like uh, power bikes are something that are very, very popular these days. Uh, there's a lot of different versions of them, mm-hmm. and you still need to charge them, oh, even okay. though you are, even though you are, are, are pedaling a lot. I see. I, I didn't know. Um, okay. Look at this, Mister Regular Bike <laughs> over here. <laughs> well, so if it's right, 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 it's a gas-powered. <laughs> That's right. It's not even a motorcycle. What? It's a regular. <laughs> he has a gas-powered penny farthing. <laughs> okay, so. Uh, well, what, okay, well then what are we doing here, Justin? Like, are we, is there even an engine in this thing? I'm assuming there's an engine, right? Electric motor. An electric, an electric motor. motor. Yeah. So no, what, what I'm assuming they've never had to charge it, but that we're, we are, we are guessing. Well, all right. So never had to charge. It means. My initial thought was like that there is some. They charged it once. We'll just say they charged it. They once. charged it once. Okay, but it that's that's still so. How much, much that- are they driving this thing? Oh, yeah. Because um, if they only if this is like a snowplow and they only use it once a year, no, it's still that'd be a pretty crazy battery to hold. Wow, well. hold a charge for that long, but. <laughs> um, I mean, it's going like like a daily miles. driver. Yeah, it's 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 doing a trip like like twenty times a day, going several miles, like what? a mile or so, or something. Okay, so it does get used a lot. So this doesn't. So this means this is not those like uh those zero mileage Teslas that they found in China. Wait a minute, are they driving this thing on solar freaking roadways? <gasps> no, no, they're Remember not. Remember that? They're not. Remember solar freaking? Oh my roadways? God, my dumb God. idea when it just. Yeah, that was like the first, the first test of how far. As soon as that was announced, like I could tell how far each of my friends got into science. (laughs) When they got bored, when they got bored with science, based on how excited they were with solar freaking roadways. Yeah, they're still trying. Um, Okay, so they use it a lot. They use it a couple of miles. So some pretty short utility tricks. Right, we're talking about hauling things. Is it really, is it really big? Is it like crazy big? 
The battery we're talking about. Or the vehicle. Or the whole vehicle. Is it like a, one of those mega vehicles? What are we thinking? Optimus Prime level? Yeah. Are we talking Optimus? Is it Optimus? Is it, is it, Did it come from Cybertron? Is it all OP? It's bigger. <gasps> bigger. Bigger oh. than Optimus, my guy. What the hell? Is it a ship? Oh. It is the wheeled vehicle. It is the world's largest electric vehicle. World's Maybe. largest electric vehicle. Is there an electric monster truck? <gasps> the Redeemer. Yeah. Ah! <laughs> um, hmm. The world's lo- I mean, so are we talking about like a, I mean, it wouldn't be like a, like a tank or anything, right? Is it some construction equipment maybe? Yeah, could it be a caterpillar, like a, an electric caterpillar? It's a dump truck. Oh! Oh! Okay, it's a dump truck. It's the world's. See, it's it's one of those big machines. I think it's I think it's one of the big Optimus Primes. It's one of those ones where you get a VHS tape of just them doing stuff for your kids. Just one of those. Uh... It weighs forty five tons. <gasps> God damn! And so it's never is is the battery just big enough? How how does it not ever need to be recharged? Well, I, I, we may have mixed our words a little bit precisely there. Okay. It's called the Electro Dumper, or E-Dumper for short. I love it. I feel like, don't find that in it, your it, search it history. That's my new TikTok. Handle. It's used for moving rock out of a quarry. Okay. At the top of a mountain. <laughs> so they do. They do do recharging. They do do gravity recharging. Huh. So yes, they yeah. they haul this thing, they fill this thing full of rock. That's it goes amazing. downhill, oh. charges the batteries <laughs> as it goes downhill. They empty the rock because now it's much lighter. There's enough energy to get this <gasps> thing back up to the top of the hill. <laughs> and then they just put more rock into it. That's that amazing. Rule. You said I was just saying stuff. You said I was you just saying stuff. You were just saying stuff. No, that you was all right. Saying you were just stuff. saying stuff. It was stuff. all right. Protons made of matter. Optimus Prime. Charge breaking. For the record, (laughs) me saying Optimus Prime cracked this case wide open, okay? You you talking about your crazy bikes. Yeah. You talking about your your, your perpetual motion machine penny farthing was nonsense. (laughs) As soon as I got in here with the serious science talking about Cybertron, we cracked this thing wide open. (sighs) I was exactly Now imagine what happens when you I set this steel trap of a mind to LK99. (laughs) We're gonna be billionaires. So the E E dumper, how you said that this has been around for ten years? Ten-ish years? Yeah, it's been working for like decades, apparently. Damn, where business, where is you it? Know, minding his own business. Where where where? If we were to take a field trip to pay our respects to the e dumper, uh, uh, where 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 would we be headed? Switzerland. Switzerland, Switzerland. huh? Okay. Uh, uh, well, that is uh, well, what, what the, that, that's that's a that's a hell of a mystery. Wow, a hell that's... of a mystery that we solved right here. On this show, that's that's really cool. That is, uh, that, no, that is that is rad because when you actually think about that kind of stuff, as much as we uh, rightfully made fun of Bryce's stupid idea, <laughs> uh, uh, if you are thinking about how to 
a use case in which you could recharge by way of motion. Yes, it would take something that steep. Yes, it would take something that heavy. Yes, it would take hauling rocks that you are mining from a, a very, very high place. Sorry, that all but sounded exactly possible. like correct. That but was, it's possible. It sounds and, like and it. it is, and it has happened here. So, you know, good, good, do, good to know. Uh, uh, it appears that we're getting some sort of uh, uh, transmission from beyond. Uh, hello, I've returned. Uh, <clears throat> a, a, uh, uh, this is uh, the ghost of Brian Brushwood, uh, which will remain a ghost because I don't we have were, a camera. We it were told we were told that the ghost wasn't here. showing up, so yeah, the camera no, wasn't it, set it, up. It, it turns out the ghost was very efficient camera, at his obligations. Uh, well, we are very excited for you to be here as we are at PIX. Uh, oh, oh, wait, got one more story for one you. One more story. Okay, okay. I think we found the place to look for aliens, everybody. Uh, not that guy's friends place. That talked to Congress? No, nope, no, nope, oh, okay. no. Nope. At the same time that came out, I think we found where to look. I think we found a very, very prominent clue. Then afterwards, we're going to feel very stupid for not like going, well, there, obviously. Imagine you're an alien civilization and people are asking, like, am I alone? Am I alone? Right. And, and you want to you want to reach out to other alien civilizations and maybe you pick up some Earth broadcasts. Maybe you have FTL because it's kind of the only way to be able to pick up an Earth broadcast, given where this is point is what do you do what do you want to do if you want to tell people like i have the answers here oh the answers for finding finding the aliens aliens or communicating are you alone whatever you know 2001 space odyssey they put a monolith on the moon right yeah we uncover this monolith we find this thing and it's like it was like a big finger pointing here here you had to reach a certain level of technological sophistication to detect the monolith so basically what you want is some sort of clue to tell everybody or tell Earthlings in particular, this is where answers are. To a, to a lighthouse, right? You, you, to something that's kind of a flashing light, maybe something where yeah, it uh, flashes it, at, at a random interval so it doesn't seem like it's like a lost satellite or something? Or I, 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 and, and this is not perfect because it, it doesn't go all 360 degrees, but you know, a series of uh, giant things that block, that, 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 you know, I don't know, cause... Uh, they rotate around a star. And so anybody looking at that star notices that like prime numbers are flashing at them because these giant blocks are blocking it in an order or something. These are great ideas, but they're just too damn subtle. Oh, uh, uh, how about, how about, how about a sign off the side of the interstate for a good alien time call. Okay. Put a, if put you a flag could put in the back one of my symbol truck. on there. What would you put? If you could put like a symbol, the little gray, a gray, you'd put yeah. the gray teardrop, alien head on it yeah but he's winking it's good it's good good suggestion i mean uh something too practical would be like you know the shape of a hydrogen atom or something Mm -hmm. i feel like maybe it should be the uh uh, the the girl smirking while the fire is behind her meme Mm, that's good that's good these are all good ideas i think if we tailor made it if it was directed at earthlings something earthlings would recognize and go oh oh the answers well, radio signals uh, are, are a big thing we keep an eye out for, right? We keep an eye out for if someone's just sending us direct. Oh, we're looking for symbols here, physical symbols. symbols, physical symbols, something that says answers. The answers are here. The answers are here. Yep. Maybe a big, a big arrow, a big lighted up arrow that says eat at Joe's. <laughs> and then an asterisk like on that. the back like of it that says Joe's that. are aliens. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know what? Um, it should be an affiliate code. 
There we go. <laughs> That's a, because then that way the mo- message propagates itself. Use code Grays. Everybody, everybody downstream is going to get ten percent up up to you. I upstream. mean, this could be big. Uh-huh. Getting rich. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. These are all good suggestions. These are good suggestions. Maybe like a, close to it. Uh, a, 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 a an inter, an intergalactic concert. It'll be so loud, no one will be able to uh, ignore it in space. Only everyone can hear you rock. Yeah. Hey, hey I like that. Uh, these are all great suggestions, guys. They're all very close to it. Bryce, okay. are, 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 are they meant to, to be a universal message or targeted at Earth? At Earth. Okay, so if you're else. targeting at Earth and it, what you want to do is really flex that, that you've got this under control, you take, I don't know, 20 different stars and you build mega structures around each of them and you time them so that, uh, uh, you know, adjusting for light inflation, they all just flash on and off in almost like a record player, and you send a message that way. Mm-hmm. And it's like, who could miss that? Like, remember that day that 20 stars started turning themselves off and on, mm-hmm. and then we put it all together, and we were able to hear the Bee Gees? That's a good point. Might be, I, I don't quite have the budget to work with that. I don't quite have that budget. All right. You know, what about, I, I like your plan. One, one million bags of sun chips. Yeah. And then yeah. the sound will just naturally crunch. Ooh, hold on. Crunch, 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 Wait, crunch. Or what if you threw a whole bunch of copper into a bunch of stars so they all went green for a second? Yep. You're like, got him. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, but we'd be like, oh, the copper cloud went in there. We'd explain it away. You need, I, I want concrete. Uh, explain this one, Earthlings. Nude alien doing the Macarena with his job. Bryce, you want to show them? Yeah, uh, we've got the image here. Uh, Riddle me this. No way! We've got a, uh, uh, is this a galaxy cluster that is in the shape of a question mark? Stars. They're just, they're stars. stars. (laughs) Wow, that's it. We got to head there. Riddle me this, Earthlings. Yes, there it is. It's a giant question mark. Wow. and it's faced the right way, unless they flipped it, like oriented. I mean, we don't who knows up down whatever, but like it's a question mark. <laughs> it's a question mark. That's it's like, amazing. It would be like a, it's like fifteen hundred light years away, and like we could, I could see us spending the next thousand years going, "Are we alone? Are we alone?" And finding an issue of like, dude, bro, we like did the question yeah. mark for you. What more do you need? I mean, the, the only way this could be better is if instead of a question mark, it was an interrobang, <laughs> like. WTF, bros? Well, like, what happens if we don't show up in the next 30 years? Yeah. That's when all throw of a sudden up. an exclamation point exclamation shows up. Point. Yeah. Wow. And then another one for each 30 years we don't make it. <laughs> and then, uh, <laughs> and then like uh, 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 a uh, new, new galaxy who dis. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, wow. It would be funny if we found out that a lot of these things were just like, you know, like, all half of astronomy was explaining away all of the things that other civilizations left behind us, like pulsars and magnetars. And they're like, no, they're all made by aliens, guys. They're all made by aliens. And we just developed this convenient theory to explain them away and avoid aliens for every possibility. I love the idea because almost certainly the way you would do that would be to deploy an army of like uh, next level 
you know, sentient robots to do your bidding. But then meanwhile, biologically, your society would move on and forget that they ever did that. And then imagine like people show up to your intergalactic concert and they're like, oh, so good. And they're like, oh, uh, yeah, that sounded like that's a good that sounds like us. That sounds good. That's, that's okay. You go to an alien concert, and you're, you're the first impression is a is a lukewarm first impression on the on the show. Oh Basically. no no no! Everybody's yeah. amazed by it. It's just like, but your generations past when you know whatever your great 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 grand uncle mm-hmm. was it pushed it through Congress that we need to do this concert to attract aliens, and then the aliens show up, and you're like. Oh yeah, I do remember that. Yeah. Oh, well, so we were in a we were in a different headspace then. <laughs> we were, wow. we were doing we, we were doing this whole like role playing going across America and apocalypse thing back then. That was yeah. uh Wow. Uh we we gotta we go. go there. And that's the James Webb uh, deep space image of the uh, Riddler's home planet <laughs> and uh the fact that we need to get out there. ASAP. Riddle on. Riddle me this. Uh, hey, hey, how about this? Uh, we riddle ourselves some picks. I'll Pick start. Up. Pick it up. All right. What we do in the shadows. Mm. Oh, boy. New season. They're still shadowing each other and other people. Mm. Uh, these, these rowdy vampires, uh, my wife and I caught up on, the, on, on this season last night. Good stuff. Just... You know, I don't know. There's in this age of streaming where there's so much content. Boy, do you always value the stuff that is consistent, and what we do in the shadows is very consistent. Here's here's my take. Uh oh. I would not want to be a person in 2023 on Earth, and to call my I wouldn't be able to call my experience pretty well complete if I wasn't watching Righteous Gemstones and what we do in the shadows. Yeah, I I agree. Like it's like I like sci-fi. Have you ever seen Star Wars or Star Trek? No, no, no. Eh, do you really like sci-fi? Yeah, I like to laugh. Do you really? Have you watched these shows? Well, and and both of them are such great examples of like they take their world really seriously. They are both in mm-hmm. heightened worlds, but they don't make. Fun of them, except through the characters. The characters are are weird, but they're never making like the the world itself is real for the characters. Even when there's like little meta winks, they're never the 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 thing that takes the full story. So it's like we we you know there, there, there's a running theme in this what we do in the shadows uh, season that is totally wrapped around the lore of. Vampires. It is a genuine mystery that would be a mystery if you were to take it seriously and make it a drama. Instead, it's a hilarious, uh, you know, a half hour sitcom. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And like in what we do in Shadows, like the thing that, spoiler, comedy is hard. Yeah. And, and you can tell, we were talking before about Secret Invasion. Like, yeah, it's, it's got to be hard to try to write a mystery thriller TV show if you've never watched or read a, a mystery, mystery or thriller. <laughs> thriller, yeah. If you don't know how a spy thriller works, why it's called a spy thriller. Uh, in comedy, when you have, when you watch stuff that doesn't work, because like you have in what we do in Shadows, like you got these vampires who are real in their role. They are real in the world. Now they are weirdo looking. When they walk out in public, 
yeah, people are like, these are weirdos. But like you, if you saw a rock band in full getup walking around, be like, these are weirdos. Not yeah. like, you know, these are, you know, wow, vampires are real now. It's like, no, look at these weirdos. I think that's the difference is that they are, you know, eccentric within their world, but they are not like, you know, it's, I had a discussion with my wife about whether or not something that happened kind of broke the continuity of it. I'm like, no, this capsule keeps the continuity of it when something almost magical happens in front of a lot of regular people. I'm like, they've established they hypnotize. Yes. Whenever something weird happens, like he'll hypnotize, like Nandor's hypnotized entire basketball. Well, that was, that's what I was about know, to say, yeah. like entire stadiums. That was, that was the, 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 uh, uh, yeah, the, the funny, the, to spoil one beat from the first episode of this season, Nandor trips walking down the stairs, going to a basketball game. So he walks to half court and hypnotizes the entire arena <laughs> to not remember that he stumbled down the stairs. <laughs> It's it's so good. I don't so, know. I I feel like I had doubts about the last season of what we do in the shadows, but so far the the episodes this season have uh, uh, been great. They've been really solid. Yeah. Uh uh, you, uh, you know what? I'm also gonna pick what we do in the shadows because I I just got caught up uh, last night and I agree with everything everyone said. Bryce came over. Me, him, and Ash. We just sat down, <laughs> busted through the new episodes, and it was uh, it was a great time. Uh, weird. I got a weird one that's old. Um, okay. the uh, uh, fight for your right revisited thirty minute long YouTube video that was meant to promote the Hot Sauce Committee Part Two from the Beastie Boys, featuring Righteous Gemstones' own Jesse Gemstone, Danny McBride, along with Jack Black, along with Elijah Wood, uh, along with Seth Rogen. It's um, what is it? It it's. I don't know what it is because if it was a music video, you would think they would play an entire song, but they don't. They yeah. just, it's just this weird meditation on what the Beastie Boys were like. And then Will Ferrell comes from the future with Jack Black and they argue about who's the real Beastie Boys. It's, it's kind of terrible, but it was directed by Adam Yao and uh, it's great. It's great, and I don't know what it is, and it made me happy to watch all 30 minutes of it's, it. It is the Beastie Boys, especially at this period of their career, have rightfully a lot of admirers, which means they have a lot of famous admirers, which means they have a lot of famous admirers that live in New York City uh, and or were raised in New York City, and they have a very, very complicated relationship with their early years, and so this was... The combination of both of those things. <laughs> let's let's revisit our early years in a way that we want people to think of them and we think of them, which erases the elements of our early years that we don't like, which they have been very, very vocal about. So. Also, man, what a what a rogues gallery of excellent comedians and Hollywood all-stars, everything from uh, I, 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 I want to say Michael from The Good Place, but he's uh, Ted Danson. Ted Danson? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Ted Danson. Uh, uh, the entire cast of Parks and Recreation. <laughs> it's bonkers. It's like, just, just I, I, I can't explain it. I'm just happy I watched it. There was somebody in the Beastie Boys book that was talking about that. It might have been Amy Poehler that... I think so. Uh, uh, ...was talking about what a blessing it was to do it, and she really, really was into it. And then strangely veered into this, like, why didn't I get to be MCA? <laughs> this is BS. Anyway, uh, 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 yeah, I remember that when it came out, but it's, it's been a while since I've watched it. So I'll, I'll take some time out to watch it again. There we go. Yeah, the whole revisiting thing is interesting because uh, 
remember Spielberg went back and took all the guns out of like E.T. Yep. And then Spielberg then said, I regret taking all the guns out of E.T. <laughs> He's like, I don't think we should go back. And because I think that he realized that uh, once you do that, then it doesn't end. You know, what else are you going to fix or revisit and change? What else are you going to be expected to do? Yeah. Um, I don't know. We, we, we can spend 45 minutes talking about my, my thoughts about the Beastie Boys thoughts about their early years. So we can, we can save that for another Beastie Boys specific yeah. conversation. Andrew, you got a pick? I do have a pick. Uh, they cloned Tyrone. You all seen this? I did. Uh, Heard good I, things. I, I have not. Yeah, that is on what what platform? That's on Netflix. The Netflix. Netflix. Uh, how did you feel about they cloned Tyrone, Andrew? Because I have oh, I, some thoughts. I really liked it. Oh, it was very funny. What did you think? Uh, I liked the first like half of it. I thought it the second half is just not as good. I think the ending is maybe not there, but the rest of it's solid. The rest of it's great. Like there's really cool sci-fi suspense and thriller stuff. But the end just felt kind of uh, limp to me. Fair enough. I had fun all the way through. I like I, I, I like sci I like urban sci-fi. I like stuff where they take a premise and put it into a different sort of thing. Uh, the I, it's very much in the kind of like a sorry for bothering you kind of category. Yeah. Uh, which I, I I dug it. Jamie Foxx is great, and it was just funny because you're like, man, these are kind of caricatures, and like, yes. Yes, they are. Yeah. And you're like, oh, and so. Yeah, I thought that was uh, that was well. Like all the production stuff, like like it's it's a it's it's really well put together, uh, visually as well as uh, I think the comedy's great. I think like especially like when they do comedy bits, it's it's good. The timing and and execution's really there. Yeah, gentlemen. Yep. It's been weird. Be real.